the Lunch Break Hot Take starring Jose and Rodney. No, I just wanted to clarify if that's what you meant. I see them doing it on ESPN. I don't know. Yeah. Main event. That ain't us. Okay. <laughs> All right, you guys ready? All right. What's going on, lunch breakers and takers? This is another episode of the Lunch Break Hot Take. I am Jose. And I am Rodney. And today we are going to discuss UFC 250. We brought back Sadiq Furek. Welcome back, Sadiq. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, as of this recording, USC 250 happened last night, and we just want to discuss the card. Another dominant performance by Amanda Nunes. A great uh, win for, for Justin Gaethje. Not Gaethje, uh Who was it? Uh, Garbrandt. Cody Garbrandt. Good yeah. win for Cody Garbrandt. Yeah. And we're going to just kind of go down the card and discuss some highlights and what we took away from it. Very, uh, very entertaining. It's probably one of the better cards they put on uh, since this whole quarantine thing happened. But yeah, Nunez, she looked great. I mean, you know, staked her claim again as the greatest female fighter of all time, and uh, she she looks great. I don't know, I don't know who they're gonna put in there to stop her. To be honest. Yeah, yeah. Me and B, B were actually uh, discussing that earlier, trying to figure out who she could fight, but. Yeah, she, she's cleaned out two divisions. You know, she's a two-division champion defending both belts simultaneously. Like there, There's yeah. nobody in UFC right now who can handle uh, Nunes, I don't think. I mean, Felicia Spencer is a good fighter. You know, we saw her against Cyborg. Mm-hmm. She put up a great fight in that in that one, went five rounds, had, had some mm-hmm. good moments, and she got in there with Nunes and had absolutely nothing for her. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I, I was shocked by that because I didn't expect her to win. But the way she fought Cyborg, I mean, she she has a good resume. I thought she would be more game for Amanda Nunes. And look, she got dominated, but she didn't fight poorly. Like she had a good game plan. Yeah. She has a wide arsenal of moves. You know, striking, kicking, you know, grappling. Like she can do it all. It's just nothing worked. <laughs> you know. Yeah, and, uh, I mean. Nunez, I mean, props to Nunez as well. I mean, she looked great. Spencer, like, she was getting beat up, and, like, her heart was still in the fight. Like, there was maybe after the fourth round where I was like, you know, maybe she stopped the fight. But, uh, you know, especially after she got up and her face was bleeding, she had, like, a big old hematoma on her head. But, you know, she's tough. She toughed it out. And, um, I don't know, I think Nunez should take some time off. Uh, I know her wife is pregnant, so they're having a kid soon. So they can take some time off and maybe by the end of like end of the year, maybe someone else will emerge, but it's not likely because I saw a stat actually is crazy. She, she has beaten every former champion at featherweight and bantamweight. Yeah. Like ever. All yeah. Of them. yeah. She cleaned them all out. She cleaned them all out. And yeah. um, yeah, Felicia Spencer, her corner should have definitely stopped the fight. Really they could have stopped after the third round. But definitely yeah. after the fourth round, I mean, she got choked out. I mean, the fight was over at that point. It's just that the, the bell saved her, right? She was kind of wobbling a little bit when she got up. And I was certain they were going to throw in the towel. I would have thrown in the towel. You got nothing to prove at that point. I mean, she, you know, she showed heart. She fought well. Um, it was over. But they're still trying to coach her up in that 
you know, in the corner at the end of the fourth. And I'm like, there's nothing to say to her at this point. You don't have a game plan. Your game plan didn't work. There's nothing that you can tell her that she can go out there and do. All she's doing is getting slaughtered. Well, yeah, she was she was outclassed. And that's the thing with, with Nunez. I mean, we said she's cleaned out those two divisions. She's beaten everybody she can beat. And it seems like she's just getting better with every <laughs> yeah. fight. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it, mm-hmm. Go ahead. I'm sorry. Uh, no, I was just going to say that, you know, it seems like at this point, you know, everybody's like, who's next for Nunez? Who's next for Nunez? What's next for Nunez is she's just going to dominate that, you know, whichever weight class she, she chooses, probably 135 for right. the next however many years in, until she, she starts to slow down and then somebody will beat her. Yeah. Yeah, and it's crazy. She didn't even look like she was trying that hard. Like, you see, like, the whole fight, she has a little smile on her face. Like, she's, yeah. like, smirking. Yeah. And uh, even in that, that last round where she could have, you know, just kept on her feet and just, you know, beating up Spencer even worse. You know, she decided to have a little mercy. She took her down and kind of just, you know, rolled her out for the rest of the round. But she yeah, I, I did notice that. You know, that fifth round could have been a lot worse. But Yeah, but they, they, cause she knew that they should have stopped that fight too. There was no yeah. reason to have a fifth round of that. Yeah. Yeah, Cross classy her. fighter, man. You know, you know, one of the greatest fighters, men or women, I've ever seen, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, it, it's a shame that, that you know, she's not a bigger name. She's not as big a name as Ronda Rousey. I think she has everything that you need to be a superstar. You know, great character, you know, charisma, and obviously a dominant fighter. So, you yeah. know, again, another example of why UFC, you know, just isn't good at promoting their fighters. Yeah. Uh, so, mm-hmm. go ahead. No, so we'll see what's next for her. You know, it's, it's very strange. Like, there's – no, there's really no one I can think of. I mean, there's some prospects, but, you know, they have to really improve and, you know, have a big win in the next few months. But I can't, I can't think of anything of any fighter that will even, you know, give Nunez a challenge at this point. Now, I know when they were discussing it on the program of potential opponents, they did mention the, the Chinese fighter. What, what was her name? Oh, Wei Li. Wei Li, yeah. But me and B looked it up. Um, she's too light. That, that's not going to work. Yeah, I think isn't she like three weight class down? Yeah, she's at one fifteen. Yeah, know, as is one twenty five or one thirty five, and and said that you know she's having problems making one twenty five. Uh, Whaley had, think, had mentioned before that she wanted to fight Nama Yunus. Um, I think Nunes is a thirty five forty five. Yeah, yeah. Is it thirty five forty five? Yeah, there's two more champions. There's Whaley and then uh, Valentina. At twenty five and one fifteen. Okay. Okay. So yeah, there is an yeah. option that maybe you know they might do another fight with a uh, Valentina, but Nunez already beat her twice, so I don't know if they'll they'll want to do that again. I think right. Dana White even said that he doesn't want to see it because you know she, she already beat her twice already. So yeah, but she's beating everybody, so I mean you know something's got to happen. Yeah. Yeah. There, there's no there's no need to worry about it. Like. She's just going to beat whoever you put in front of her for the time being. And you and that shouldn't be looked at as a bad thing. Right. Having dominant champions is a good thing. Not in Dana's eyes. Yeah, well, Dana's eyes don't see a lot. I mean, yeah. I'm being honest. Yeah. Uh, but, you know, moving on to the, the, the co-main event, Cody Garbrandt, you know, he, he had a, a bit of a layoff. And he came back against, uh, I'm not sure exactly how to say it, Asunsao. I believe that's how you, that's mm-hmm. you know, Garbrandt looked better than than we've seen him in a while. You know, he was very sharp, very fast. You know, he seemed to be more under control than than he had been in his past few fights. 
and then he went all like Mike Tyson's punch out with that knockout, you know, bending all the way down to the canvas and yeah. winding up with a with a yeah. right hook to and and put a sunset out of sleep. Yeah, um, yeah, that was a crazy shot. Like, yeah, that was a that was a pretty entertaining fight. I I, I yeah. enjoyed that one. I just I I don't know why he was still trying to engage Garbrandt right at the end of the round like that. Right. I think it, it threw him off when he, he ducked down. So he, he took a little tiny little step forward and that was like the end right there. He got a little too close. And then once he saw Garbrandt loading up and throwing the punch, he was like, All right, well I'll catch him as he's throwing and then you know, it was just a you know, all it takes is one mistake and then you're out. But uh yeah, he looked great. And it was a huge he really needed this win, like as much as any other fighter needed a win, like he really needed it. He really needed it. I mean, coming off a three knockout losses, you know, yeah. he lost the belt. Uh, you know, his stock was really low, so he needed a big win, and he went in there, and that's what he did. He got the knockout of the night. Yeah, and you, you see a more humbled Cody Garbrandt at the this fight, you know. But of course, three knockouts will humble you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure. But he looked great. Um, and then I think the main story of this card was, you know, the bantamweight division. They had, I think, uh, three or four fights, you know, high-level guys with uh, Garbrandt, Sunsell, you know, O'Malley was on the card, and uh, Sterling and Sandhagen. I mean, this was really, you know, to show out, show the what the Bantamweight division has to offer. And everyone looked good. I mean, everyone had dominant wins. I mean, Sterling, Garbrandt with the knockout, and then uh, Osmond Sterling oh, yeah. with the big Half of them look good. The other half, not so much. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Al- Aljamain Sterling was not messing around at all. Like he, not, he was out to, to, to send a message to, I mean, I think specifically to Dana. He had been talking previously, or before the fight, that he didn't understand why UFC was trying to push Yan instead of him. Mm-hmm. And he went out there and he sent a very, very clear message to everyone in MMA. That, that he's the next man up. Right, yeah. Yeah, he should have been, you know, fighting for this title already, but he, yeah, it was a huge win. San Hagen, San Hagen's a beast, too. Like, don't let that, you know, performance abuse you, because San Hagen is a beast. And the fact that Sterling oh. went out there and just choked him out was, was pretty, it was very impressive. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah, he had, a, he had a bad night, but, you know, that's, that's not something that you're going to hold against him, you know, for, for forever or anything like that. I mean, Sterl, it was Sterling's night. Yeah, that, yeah, that happens, especially in in MMA. Mm, I was kind of rude for Corey too, because you know I was kind of on the hype train a little bit. You know, he looked, looked real good in his last few fights. He has a nice style. He kind of he kind of fights like a Dominic Cruz. But uh, yeah, Sterling versus the winner of Jan and Aldo definitely the fight to me. All right. The other fight of of note from yesterday was uh, you mentioned him already, Sean O'Malley against Eddie Wineland. And I mean, you know, I hadn't seen Sean O'Malley before yesterday, okay. um, but he he yeah, definitely made a believer out of me with the with the double feint and the the straight right that put Wineland to sleep. Yeah, he laid him out stiff. Like it was it was pretty crazy. And now it's supposed to be his biggest test, you know, to date. Yeah, oh, you know, I guess, I guess he a, passed it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Wineland, he's a former champ at Packing. Be easy, but yeah, I mean, O'Malley was really good. That layoff, he had like a two year layoff with some suspensions and injuries, and you know, he came back 
better than ever. So he looked he looked great. I'm I'm excited to see him against you know another top bantamweight. But like I was talking to you know I was saying earlier, I don't want the, the UFC to rush him too much. You know, I don't want to his next fight to be like a, a top five guy. So you know, I don't think he's ready for that. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, he'll he'll be in there with uh with with Sterling next, I'm sure, because the the UFC does not know how to bring guys along slowly. They just they do not understand that concept at all. Yeah, uh, that would that would be a good fight for O'Malley. Sterling should fight for the title. O'Malley should probably fight another. Maybe uh, I'm I don't know what the rankings look like, but maybe like a, a Pedro Munoz. You know, he just lost to Garbrandt, or uh, I can't think of any of the other band weights. But well, no, he knocked more, out Garbrandt, right? Yeah, yeah, he did. Yeah, Munoz, but his last fight was a. Yeah, he lost to Sterling in his last fight. But yeah, before okay. that, he knocked out Garbrandt. Right. Well, yeah. we'll see. Bantamweight is definitely on fire right now. We got a lot of, a lot of good talent. And hopefully, you know, the UFC does the matchups correctly so they can bring everyone along. Yeah, it's hard, I think, with UFC. UFC wants nothing but the best of the best. And they don't really have much room for that next tier below the elite, you know, or even the tier below that. Right. So that's why you, you see dominant fighters like Amanda Nunes or John Jones or Connor, when they go through everybody, there's literally nobody else left to fight because they beat the top guys and then they have to fight them again because those are the only matchups that are there. And then what ends up happening is somebody with a little bit of buzz Somebody that shows some promise has to get thrown in, thrown in with with one of the elite fighters, and they're not ready to fight them yet. Mm. You know, it's not enough, uh, not enough uh, room for growth in UFC. You know, for development, I should say. Right, and that's they like to keep the roster a little thin. You know, yeah. and if guys are you know losing or look like they're on the downside, they get cut. Yeah. You know, Sadiq, you mentioned that that bantamweight is on fire right now, which I mean, judging by. You know, yesterday's event, that's true. And that's great for UFC because they are having some, you know, serious public labor issues yeah. you know, in their in their other divisions right now. You've got John Jones asking out of his contract. You know, Masvidal asking out of his contract. I mean, even, uh, even O'Malley in his post-fight interview was asking to have his contract renegotiated, saying it should have been done after the last fight. And then, of course, you got you know, Connor. Announcing again that he's going to retire for like the eighth time. Yeah. <laughs> With, yeah, nobody took it seriously. But again, it's just not, it's not a good look to have your biggest draw, you know, hopping on Twitter right after, right at the end of a, a really good event saying, hey, guess what, everybody? Uh, I'm not fighting anymore. Yeah. 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 And I think that's probably directed at, you know, Dana a little bit and about how he's managing his fighters. So I think, uh, you know, slowly a lot of fighters are kind of, you know, first is Jones, it's kind of snowballing, and then it's Masvidal, and I'm sure other fighters are feeling a certain type of way, and now I'm sure the UFC have been trying to negotiate with McGregor to make a big fight in the summer, and I'm sure that that kind of played into, you know, him saying that he's going to retire, you know, because he's done it before as, like, kind of a, a tactic against Dana White, you know, saying, like, oh, well, I don't, I don't really need you, I don't need a fight, I can just do my own thing, so... I think yeah, it all comes into play. It all comes around back to you know Dana White and the fact that he doesn't like to pay his fighters. Yeah, when it comes to Connor, I mean, yeah, Connor has a lot of leverage because no, he doesn't need to fight ever again. He he's made more than enough money 
off of the uh, just the Floyd Mayweather fight alone, he'll, he'll never make that kind of money in UFC. So really, any fight that he does in UFC is is either a favor to Dana or just for the love of it. So when he says, you know, he wants a certain fight, that's the fight he wants to do. He's not, you know, he he, he doesn't feel obligated to take any other fight. You know, he's not motivated to take any other fight other than the fight that he wants. So yeah, and and you know, Dana actually came out publicly and said these guys don't need to fight if they don't want to fight. Yeah. Right. He's like, you know, it's not like NFL and NBA where you have to show up at practice or whatever. He said, like, you know, if they don't want to fight, they don't have to fight. He mentioned that um, John Jones and Masvidal both have seven fights left on their contracts. Yeah. Uh, he said they, they had just signed these new contracts, you know, within months. Uh, Masvidal went on Twitter and, and basically responded to that saying that, you know, UFC kind of strong-armed him into signing longer contracts for every fight in order to to get paid what he was worth. Right. And it was kind of, you know, he he said he wanted, you know, a four-fight contract, and they basically said, here's the offer, take it or leave it. Right. And, you know, you know, obviously the, the, the one side is always going to say, hey, you don't have to, you don't have to agree if you don't like it. But, yeah. you know, if you, if this is your profession, of course you're going to agree to it. They, they have the leverage and they're, they're using it to strong arm their, their labor into what they want them to do. Yeah. Uh, but now those guys, like, like you said, those guys are, are, are bigger names, you know, with Jones and McGregor and Masvidal. And so now they're using the platform that they have to fight back a bit. And you know, Dana doesn't like that. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Because that's, that's a hollow threat saying, Hey, if you don't like, it, you don't have to fight because all those guys, even Masvidal, you know, he just kind of, you know, blew up a little bit. But I think he made he made a little little bit of money off his last couple of fights. You know, all of them have made enough money, and you know, outside of Masvidal, I don't think he's as as established as McGregor and and, and uh, John Jones. But they're all pretty much established as the top guys in their in their weight classes. So they don't need to fight. And you know, McGregor has done done it all. John Jones has really done it all. There's really no opponent out there for him. They don't have anything to prove, so they could hang it up at any time. They don't. They don't care. They can. They can walk away. And I think they're kind of hinting at that. You know, if you're not trying to pay us what we're worth, then just let us out of a contract, or we don't fight. Yeah, but um, I don't know. I think I think there there's more options out there. You know, um, there's more options for fighters. They they can leave if they want to, but I think the biggest thing that Dana White is messing up on is, you know, he's not he's really fumbling the ball with Jorge Masvidal because he had a great year last year and they should really like kind of keep the ball rolling with him because you know, he's not a huge name, you know, he just had a, he had a really, he had a breakout year, but he's not really a household name, so I think they could have really pushed him this year you know, had him fight for the belt or had him fight Kobe Covington and get him into like one more high-profile fight to really raise his stock. But now, like, he hasn't fought in since, uh, I'm not sure if it was this year or last year, but, you know, he's having a bit of a lengthy layoff. And, you know, now he wants to leave. So it's just, it's not a good look. But they had a lot of potential in Masvidal. Yeah, Yeah, it shouldn't take this long to get a fight set up for him, right? I mean, USC likes to have their fighters fight like three or four times a year. And yeah. when's the last time we seen Masvidal fight? All right, that's, that's part of the frustration. Well, yeah, and I think that comes directly from them not wanting their fighters to get too big 
and then be able to demand right. you know their their actual worth. Yeah. You know, you see a fighter coming up and you can you can pump the brakes a little bit and and UFC faithful aren't going to, you know, it's not going to bother them. You know, the hardcore fans that they'll still be there for Masvidal whenever he comes back. But mm. casual fans who heard of Masvidal for the first time when he knocked out Askren, mm-hmm. you know, they probably forgotten about him by now. Yeah. 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 So So and even, you know, all these guys that they're talking about, you know, they're ready to fight. Like, they're not a – they're all ready to fight. They've said it before. They're all training. They're all preparing for a fight. It's just negotiating a contract that's causing the issue because we could have seen fights with Mazadal and, you know, Jones already. Or Jones, you know, he wanted to move up to heavyweight and fight in Ghana. They could have made that fight easy. I mean, both guys wanted to fight, but it just all came down to, to money and – uh that's where things fall apart. So, oh they yeah, could have had a big year already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're they're shooting themselves in the foot. I mean, you should want to get these fighters out there and make a name for themselves, and you know, boost your pay per view buys. Because you know, on one hand, you brag about pay per view numbers when you have them. I think a lot of times they don't. They don't have the numbers. That's why they're not they're not really made available. The last one, the the last uh, UFC, I think they they posted the pay per view buys, you know, because it's the it's the only show in town right now, right? All the other leagues haven't really started up yet, so yeah, the buys are going to go up, which is fine. You brag about how the sport is is doing better than ever. You got a what was it like a, a billion dollar deal with ESPN, so you have all this money, and the fires are like cool. So where's our cut of it? Yeah. So it's only natural that you're going to have these type of discussions as your sport grows and you're making more money. Fighters are going to want to want to share that, but they make the least amount out of any major sport. And, and on top of that, you don't promote them like you should. You, put, you, you pick and choose which ones you want to promote and the rest of them just fall to the wayside. So of course they're going to grab about it and they should grab about it. Yeah. yeah. And we'll see how things play out, but it's not really looking good for the fighters because Dana White, He's kind of very, he's very indifferent towards, you know, what they're saying. You know, he's just kind of like, oh, we'll fight somewhere else or you know, take it and leave it. That's been his attitude for a long time. So. Yeah, for now. That, that's been know. his attitude because people haven't really challenged him. I mean, let let John Jones and Connor you know, and, and even Masvidal seriously just say, no, we're not fighting for you anymore. And, and the money will start flowing. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I believe so. I believe so. Because you, if you're USC, you don't have any other draws. You just don't. You haven't built up any fighters. You know, you, you don't you don't look to make stars out of your upcoming fighters. So these are the guys who who basically made themselves. They want to be paid for it. And you're saying no. If they if they walk away, who's the biggest draw in UFC? Chromier, Miocic. Oh, no, I'm leave, saying if but... if McGregor, Jones, and Masvidal leave, like who who are you really looking at? You know, uh, as as yeah. carrying the, the banner for UFC at that point. It's really not. I mean, could be maybe because DC he's he's getting ready to retire. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I guess just Khabib. And it's been a while since Khabib's fought. Yep. Right. Yeah. You know, you have Kamaru Usman. He hasn't fought since December and does not have a fight scheduled. Adesanya would be a good one to promote, but again, they don't promote these guys. So, and even yeah. then, like the big fight for Adesanya would have been moving up to light heavyweight and fighting John Jones. But now that's, that's right. if John Jones leaves, you know, that's not happening. So he doesn't have that that big super fight to, you know, make him a superstar. It's rough. I'm not sure what – do you guys know what the next UFC card is? I was about to ask, uh, what's what's next? What's the next big uh, matchup? 
Hey, I'm looking at it right now. June, oh man. June 13th, we have Jessica I versus Cynthia Calvillo. So that's next week. So, yeah, so not not a big card. I mean, uh, Ray Borg is on there. Andre Feely. Yeah, nobody you care about. Let's just be real. Like, these aren't mm-hmm. people that you care about. You know, and some of these guys might be good fighters, but again, like we don't know them. You know, yeah. they don't do a good job promoting. So Curtis Blades and Alexander Volkov is coming up on the twentieth. Uh, not a bad fight. I don't know if they have a, any. Not a good fight either. <laughs> I mean. Nah, no. Nah. I don't. Well, I heard some stuff that they were talking about, like uh, the Peter Yan and Aldo fight. I think they're playing after the summer. I think Robert Whitaker was coming back, but nothing set in stone yet. Yeah, pretty underwhelming. And this kind of drives home the point that we were just making, that you need to pay your elite fighters because we're getting a glimpse of what life will be like without them. <laughs> yeah, these cards are looking kind of rough. Like, why haven't they tried to set up uh, uh, Connor and Khabib to fight yet? Are they working towards that? Mm, well, no. I mean, Khabib's fighting. The plan is for Khabib to fight Gaethje. I mean, he's the interim, you know, belt holder, so. Yeah, who cares? That's the fight to make. Eh, I, the fans care. Cause maybe Not casual fans. The casual McGregor. fans that, that, that showed up for McGregor and, and Khabib 1 want to see McGregor and Khabib 2. Plus, Khabib doesn't even want that fight. He, he doesn't want that fight at all. He doesn't want, he wants Khabib, he wants Khabib to work his way back up and then, and then fight him. So I don't think, I'm sure they try to do it, but I don't think Khabib will take that fight. I think he'll fight Gaethje first. Not when they show him the check, right? Which is which is the point that that we're we're working towards here. Like, yeah, you know, you you uh, a fight against Connor, a second fight against Connor is a much bigger fight than Gaethje, right? Mm-hmm. But the the problem is right now, yeah, you're not paying him regardless of who he fights. So yeah, okay, I don't want to fight Connor again. I'll I'll take the fight I want because the money's the same. If the money is five times as much to fight Connor. I bet you he takes that Connor fight. Right. I agree. Yeah. I mean, personally, I don't think that fight is going to happen. Um, I think Khabib will fight Gaethje. Maybe he'll fight Ferguson. I honestly think that McGregor is going to stay up at uh, well to wait for now. I mean, there's some big fights for him there. I mean, he'll fight Masvidal. I know Usman was talking about uh, fighting McGregor too. So he can fight Diaz again. I mean, I think there's more opportunities at welterweight like big money fights than yeah. at lightweight so i think he and plus i know he was talking about wanting to you know win a title in three different weight classes and you know cement his legacy as like you know he's trying to become the greatest of all time so i think he has more of a chance doing that at welterweight than anything else so i think the future will be khabib versus gaichi khabib will get a dominant victory probably submit him in like third fourth round and then I think Connor will probably fight. I don't know. I wouldn't be surprised if he fought for the title, but we'll see. Yeah, we'll at see. some point, if Connor is still going to fight, which, I mean, he is, you got to do a Connor and Khabib, too. That's one of your biggest ever uh, pay per views. It's dumb not to do a second one, especially in a sport where, where fighters fight three times. And not being able to capitalize off of all the bad blood led, that led up to their first fight and then the near riot that happened afterwards right. is absolutely ridiculous. Right, right. Yeah, that, that should have been an immediate rematch after that. 
while while it's still fresh in people's minds, but it's been a couple of years now, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, but yeah, I don't know, but I think that's everything, man. Anything else you wanted to cover? Uh, no, that's about it. All right, that's we'll cool. see. We'll see how long this uh, retirement lasts from Connor. I'm guessing like a week, maybe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's 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 already over. I'm sure, but he'll he'll let us know in a week. But yeah, yeah. I mean, we yeah. can we can hop back on and and talk again once they nail down the participants in UFC 251. They're they're going to Fight Island. You know, oh, is that going to be, be Fight Island? Month. Yeah. Yeah. Oh Lord. That's in a it's in Abu Dhabi. Right. Oh. So so they they have the location. They don't have the uh, the card nailed down yet. But you know we'll we'll be back to discuss that once they do. Okay. Oh, actually, I, I see. So they have two pretty good fights on there. They have Nama Yunez versus Andrade again, and then they have Frankie Edgar versus Pedro Munoz. Two good fights. Two good fights. I, I wouldn't classify something that has Frankie Edgar in it as a good fight at this point. What? Yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of. I mean, like, it's just it's just kind of okay. Yeah. Right. Thanks for coming, Frankie. <laughs> he he fought for the the belt like two fights ago. Yeah, what happened? He's still, he's still an elite fighter. Yeah, no, he's not. You throw you throw you throw elite around way too much, man. He's not an elite fighter. <laughs> he's, he's not, not elite. an elite fighter. He's top ten in the the UFC featherweight rankings. Top ten, top 10 in 10. one weight division makes you elite, right? Yeah. That, that's that's the whole division. Are, you know, can, can you name the eleventh person? <laughs> I think I think he's too elite. He's up there. He's up there. Maybe we'll make that yeah, a poll. Like, we'll make that a poll. Is, is Frankie Edgar uh, still an elite fighter? Yeah, yeah, I think so. I mean, I'm looking, and it appears to me that he's lost three out of his last four. Oh, that's not elite. Yeah. But, so, I mean, look at the guys he's fought, though. Yeah, Brian Ortega. I mean, Chan Sung Young. Okay. <laughs> like what? What are we calling elite here, man? What are, What are we doing? Uh, you, you don't know these guys, so I can't. I'm not even gonna say anything. Are, are those guys elite, Sadiq? Yeah, Holloway. Chance, I didn't the say Korean Holloway. zombie. Okay. I know, I know the Korean know. The Korean zombie is not elite. He's man. not elite. What? Yeah. He's popular. What are you talking about? So how many oh. fighters? He's number four. He's top five in his division. He has wins he, over. He's also sixteen Edgar. and five. Yeah, Sadiq, what does yeah, what does what does elite mean to you? What what does elite mean to you? Just elite many, in terms of like your your skill level, uh, where you are in the UFC, like elite. I would say like top ten, you're you're elite. Top, top ten, 10 in every division. weight division is elite. Wow. All right. The word the word the word means it has no meaning at that point. It means nothing. <laughs> in in it most means divisions. Nothing. I say top ten is elite. Yeah, man, listen. At, we, yeah, we'll look have at, look at the lightweight division. We'll say that you know the top four on every team are elite, right? You know, like, that's, how, at, that's how we do it. You said the lightweight division. What about the lightweight division? I'd say it, it's case by case. Not every division is you know is really good, especially like the women's divisions. But for the most part, if you talk about like the welterweight division, the lightweight, uh, like featherweight, like top ten. You're you're pretty elite, I think so. Okay, uh, yeah, we have a different <laughs> definition of elite, I guess. But so does the dictionary. What's your definition of elite, then? What top, like top two, top three? Top three, yeah, top three. Sometimes and, and that's not, sometimes not, not, not top even three that. in every class, mind you. We're, yeah. we're talking the elite are the best of the best overall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I understand that. Ah, oh. uh, 
I mean, you're this saying is, this is this is the superstar conversation all over again, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> man, man, man told me anybody well, who has ever elite. ever uh, main evented a, a UFC event is a superstar. <laughs> I say uh, there's elite, and then superstar would be right above that. So superstar would be like you know those top two, top three guys. Nah, man, that's not how that works. <laughs> <laughs> all right, we'll wrap that up for now, and. uh I guess we can can continue this debate on the the next episode. We'll bring yeah. Eric in next time and 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 uh, continue this discussion. All right, so B, let everybody know where to find us. Uh, yeah, you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Those are all LBHT Show. Uh, our website is www.lbhtshow.com. Our email is lbhtshow at gmail.com you enjoyed the episode hop on apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review and also check out our anchor site the link will be in the description you know if you enjoy the show go ahead and support the show that that allows us to make more episodes more often all right thank you sadiq for joining us you want to let people know where to find you um yeah you guys can follow me on instagram uh underscore sadizzle s-i-d-i-z-z-l-e in the always nice to be on you know glad to see you guys doing your thing and staying uh you know consistent with everything going on so i'm looking forward to next time coming on all right thanks for coming on all right guys that's it for episode 16 we will see you in episode 17 